And we are back on the KYMN Morning Show. Joining us now from, uh, I believe, the Capitol this morning is State Senator Rich Drayheim. Uh, Senator, are you up in uh, St. Paul already this morning? I am. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes and joining us. Hey, uh, one thing I, I guess we can start off with. You were telling me before we went on the air this morning, I hadn't been aware of that, but uh, one of your colleagues uh, from just down the road here, Faribault, John Chazinski, uh, had a, an accident over the weekend? Yeah. So uh, there, every year the Snowmobile Association has a snowmobile ride, bipartisan uh both staff and senators are invited, um, and uh, John unfortunately was involved in an accident. He um, actually got run over by a snowmobile. Uh, I believe he broke his pelvic bone, and he is recovering. Um, you know, last I heard late yesterday, um, you know he, he was he was doing okay, and uh, you know he has a long road to recovery, but uh, you know. I think if we could all pray for him, that would be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's uh, boy, that's a, t- a tough thing to have happen, and we certainly wish him the uh, best. Let's uh, let's move on a little bit. There have been uh, there has been an FBI probe into some uh, nonprofits associated uh, well with the state. I understand there's a, a second probe going on right now or investigation. Yes, uh, you know, it's a little early to say, but uh, the Minnesota Department of Education uh, runs a a food food program funded by the USDA. Um, And a couple weeks ago, the FBI raided one of these nonprofits that run the food program for the Department of Education and are investigating um, how they misused um, part of their $200 million they have gotten from the Department of Education uh, during COVID. Um, you know, the the biggest portion of it is about $50 million That uh, There are a lot of red flags uh, of that. Um, and then now this weekend, uh, news broke that MDA is cutting off a second nonprofit that also feeds kids, at least on paper, um, that had about the same budget, about $200 million. Um, very, very disturbing. You know, we, we've seen this before in other agencies um, that, you know, there just isn't enough checks and balances on these programs that have the greatest of intentions. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we saw it with the child care and... Um, a couple other programs, some jobs programs. Uh, so those that don't know, a lot of our tax dollars for, for good programs or good intended programs go through nonprofits. And there are a lot of great nonprofits out there. Unfortunately, there are a lot of what I call nonprofit profiteers out there um, that just pry off of um government programs, and I think these are, are two of the bigger cases that, that we've seen. Wow. Is the, uh, from the investigation, is there anything, anyone from the state involved, the Department of Education, or uh, is there negligence on their part, or is this solely the act of a rogue nonprofit? You know, it's too early to say, we'll let the FBI do their work. 
you know, on the first nonprofit and then we'll, we'll look into it. And, you know, I have pushed for transparency. Um, the first year I was elected, we had, uh, um, a whole bunch of money go out to nonprofits for the jobs area to train people, um, you know, to, to get a new trade, to go out and be a productive member of society. Um, when I looked at the list of, of nonprofits, um, I, I started looking on the Secretary of State website to make sure they were, were good entities, you know, um, licensed here in the state. You know, any, any organization should have uh, a name filed with the Secretary of State. You can go on their website really easy, type in the name, uh, and, and see if it's legit or not. And uh, most of the names were not. Um, so this has been an ongoing problem that we have been trying to uh, create more transparency um, w without stopping some of the programs. I mean, I think all of us want to make sure all the kids are fed. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you have to find that happy medium. Um, but it also does slow down the willingness I think of a lot of legislators to do more to help out a certain um, type of program, because if we can't run the programs we have now efficiently, why would we want to fund it with more money? Um, so I, I think we really got to look at, you know, maybe uh, the penalties for these nonprofit profiteers. Um, you know, I personally, uh, in my building in New Ulm, let the United Way use space for free for the backpack food program. I think it's a great program. They fill up backpacks for the kids to take home on the weekends. So they have food. Fantastic. You know, I, I see them packing backpacks. I see the food on the shelves. I know they're actually doing something. Um, but there are a ton of nonprofits out there where there isn't good transparency. Hmm. Um, so we all need to work together to make sure we clean up the, the bad actors so the good actors can get their work done. All right. Let's move on to, uh, well, last I think it was last Friday, if my research, Thursday or Friday, the governor uh, signed a workers' compensation uh, bill. Uh, did that have bipartisan support? What did you think of that? You know, it was uh, an interesting bill, and there is a workmen's comp commission um, that is stakeholders, um, you know, employers and labor, uh, representing a broad group of people. And every year that I've been up here, even though I don't always agree with everything in that bill, we have supported their work on workman's comp. This bill had a lot to do with COVID and trying not to penalize some people um, that had to miss work or caught COVID and had to miss work um, and, and not penalize them. Um, so it, 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 I don't think it was as backed as the vote showed because it was pretty much in the Senate. It was, I think, unanimous in, in the House. I think there was eight votes against it. Um, but most people support the work of the working group who are the people that are involved in this day-to-day. -day. Um, and then the agencies also in there. So 
we're, we, we got that done. I think it was something important to get done and get it done right away. Uh, I'm glad everybody just put politics aside and, and just got it off, off of our table and sent it to the governor. All right. Let, let's talk about crime and some of the bills that have been going through. Of course, uh, Minnesota has, has seen the spike. And it's not just Minnesota, really. It seems, I don't know if it's a pandemic thing or what, but there's been a spike in violent crimes over the last couple of years. Are there uh, works uh, in the, uh, are things in the works for getting some crime bills together? Yes, our our caucus has proposed a batch of three different um, concepts, if if you will, um, to try to help fight crime throughout our state. Um, the the first one that we introduced last week has what can we do to help increase people going into the field of law enforcement? I think all of us would agree now is not the time to have untrained police on our forces or sheriff deputies. Uh, so we want to keep the integrity of the people that help protect us. But what can we do to encourage people to, to go into that profession, uh, a much-needed profession that has um, been beat up? Um, you know, defund the police was a mantra for a couple years there. And it's really affected the recruiting of people wanting to go into that uh, profession. And it's one of those professions, in my opinion, that is a thankless job, uh, but is vitally important. And I, you know, shout out to all those uh, policemen and sheriff deputies out there. Um, so we, we had some bill ideas that we are going to float on recruiting and retention of, of law enforcement officers. And then we'll have a couple other concepts coming out in the coming weeks uh, that we think will help, um, you know, protect us, uh, you know, the citizens of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All right. State Senator Rich Dreheim is with us. We are talking uh, about the legislative session, what the, what has been, uh, they've been working on. Senator, you are in the, uh, the jobs and economic growth, uh, both finance and policy, uh, that, that committee. Um, getting people back to work and getting those jobs filled, I'm, I'm sure that's one of the uh, top priorities uh, over the course of this legislative session this year. What, what's been going on there? You know, we're, we're trying to evaluate what, what is going on, and, and it, you know, it's, it's baffling for a lot of us to, to wonder where all the workers went. You know, we, we have uh, more job openings now than we'd had before COVID. And, and we know there has been, you know, some seniors that have left the workforce. Uh, we know that there has been some parents that are staying home with their kids because we have more people homeschooling than we've had in the past. But that's a really small number, um, we believe. Um, so what what is going on? Where is the Where is the workforce? Where have they gone? I have been preaching that we are going to have a workforce deficit in 2026, but this is four years earlier. Um, so we, we need to look at the workforce participation rates and, um, you know, look at how many people are, are sitting on the sidelines that are, are, are living off of uh, government programs and, and not going back to work. And, and why is that? So we will continue to, to dig into um, kind of who, who isn't working and why.
All right. Uh, Senator, is there anything else you'd like to bring up while we have you on the line today? No, I, I hear tonight or tomorrow is supposed to be really nice, 40 degrees. So get outside and enjoy that. And then um, we played Northfield in hockey last night and uh, skated to a four-on-four tie for the Bantam team. Oh, so. did you? All right. All right. Well, uh, Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Certainly appreciate it. And we will talk to you again next week. Good luck this week. Yeah, yeah thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. State Senator Rich Dreheim joining us every weekday at this time here on 95.1 FM and AM 1080. We stream this online, kymnradio.net, and you can podcast all of our interviews with uh, State Senator Dreheim or Representative Lippert or any of the other interviews we do here on the morning show or throughout the day. That's kymnradio.net or your favorite podcasting platform.